This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the Technology Snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say. J.U. Ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? Man, uh, before I get into my intro, dog, three weeks ago, I ain't know if I was ever going to be back in the studio, man. It feel good to see you. It feel good to see the blue and the black. It's your man, Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Daddy's home. (laughs) Welcome back, Shop Talk podcast, episode 223. Yeah. Two, two, three. You yeah. feel me? Um, man, it feels good to be back in this bitch. I feel rejuvenated. Man, that's what's up, man. Welcome back, my brother. Hey, good, man. Good I, to see you, man. It's good. Good to, to see you in the flesh. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> I want to. I meant to hug you when I came in. Well, it's COVID time. You know? I mean, I, I'm saying. <laughs> I, I got my mask on, but, but you know, yeah, man, man, it was it was good to see you, man, because literally... <laughs> You know, I thought I thought 2019 kicked my ass. 2020 been a motherfucker. And I'm glad just to be back in this bitch. Literally, I came like I was blowing kisses at death. Man. And, you know, blowing kisses at the motherfucker. I came real close. And, you know, these last two weeks, I mean, I just got off my walker like this week. God is good. Man, he good as hell. God is good. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right I don't know if that's the right. God sense. know your heart. Yeah, yeah he I know should, your heart. He, he definitely does. We've been doing a lot of talking lately. Man, man, God is good. Man, God is so good. Man, you know it's 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 just so funny, man, or not funny, or it's ironic, like the things that you take for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like once you going through all your stuff, you know what I'm saying? I got a text like, "Yo, damn, is gonna be here and here." Like, that shit was just like, because you had gave us a heads up earlier. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But then when I got a text, like, yo, Dame is having some issues and blah, blah, blah. Like, the shit was, like, super real. And you just assume that niggas is always going to be there. And, like, everything just, just works the way it worked. So I'm like, yo. Like, you never want to, you know what I'm saying, like, think the worst. But, like, it's, like, how can you not? Yeah. And then as soon as you start doing that, that 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 feeling hits you, and it's like, like yo, you like, know the the worst is is the reality, unfortunately. <laughs> you know I'm 
I'll, I'll tell anybody who who bothered to listen, I'm grateful to God that, yeah. that he kept me. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how close I was to death. And, you know, I don't I don't take that for granted anymore. You know, I you know, last year, my my struggles, you know, I I, I came out of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I got this beat. Yeah. You know, it was another the, thing. on my. It was in the back of my mind. But like, eh, you know, fuck it. I, I, I shook that one off. I'm gonna shake this one off again, but like this shit right here is a blow to the is a blow to the body. Like I need a fucking kidney. Like there's there's no if ands or buts about it. Dialysis will help extend my quality of life, but in order for me to continue to live, you know, I'm gonna need another fucking kidney. And you know, I've already started the process of getting on the kidney donor list. You know the the homies, the twins, then reached out about you know maybe doing a few different things to try and drum up interest and maybe somebody might be gracious enough to yeah we think to get tested doing, and give uh, me one doing uh, doing sound one leave we think about we we're gonna do something yeah and um you know I, the, I understand everything is still in the infancy yeah. because I'm learning so much more information every time I go into the dialysis center I learn something new about my condition or or what I can do to you know help things or you know change my quality of living and I'm trying to adopt them as I learned them, you know, yeah. my diet, you know, my fluid intake, how I take my medicine, shit, how I rest. Because, nigga, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, I'll, until you get better from something, you don't realize how sick you were. Mm. You know, when I, I didn't realize, you know, my body was telling me, like, look, something ain't right. But I didn't realize how long and how, you know, wrong things had been in my body until I was on the flip side and now I'm starting to feel normal better. Shit. Yeah. Like completely normal again, where I looked at dialysis as a death sentence, it's actually extending my quality of life and making me much better. Like, it's, Oh shit, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Anymore. It's improved my appetite. It's improved my sleep. I mean, you know, just now it made me tired to the motherfucker. Like once I leave the center and like go home and take a nap, like nigga, I'm napping for like seven motherfucking hours. Like it's it's it's, a, nap, it's a coma. It's a, it's a bedtime. <laughs> nigga, I wake up, my beard be soaked from what <laughs> drool because nigga, that shit just be running out my mouth. But uh, you know, it 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 showed me how you know how I should feel, and now I know, you know, I can tell when my fluids is off. I can tell when when something is not right. You know, based on the things that they're teaching me and now knowing what to look for. And I'm going to say it again to all my fellas out there. Go to the fucking doctor. Even my ladies. Go to the doctor. If you know something ain't right, your sleeping ain't right, your breathing ain't right, tell the motherfucking doctor what is going on and deal with it. I know a lot of times we have trouble with dealing with the truth, dealing with the facts of the situation. You know something ain't right. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. No, something is going on in your body that needs to be repaired and they are there to help you. You know, so I'm encouraging if you can hear me, go to the doctor, deal with it, you know, deal with it head on. It may not be the best news. It may not be what you want to hear, but it's the truth. Mm. And at least you can work with the truth instead of living the lie that you live in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I'm glad you're here for another week. Me too, man. Glad you're back here in the flesh. You feel me? Good to see your face. You know, man, I, I, I just say this before we get into the meat and the potatoes of the show. You know, this is my testimony. You know, this is the cross that I had to bear. 
And I just pray to God that, you know, what I'm going through and what I'm coming out of helps somebody else because my testimony, my trials, they're not all my own. You know, I know it's easy to say, like, when you go through something like, you know, God changed me. But like, I know firsthand that the Lord touched me, you know, when I was when I was in Sinai. I didn't come I didn't I didn't come out of that place the same man that I went in. You know, not physically, not mentally, not spiritually. And it's going to be, you know, regardless of what I'm dealing with right now, I know God is in control. My faith is not shaken. And I know I'm going to come out on top. Yeah. You know, it's going to be some days going to be better than others. You know, I, I don't want to paint just like a, a pretty optimistic picture. Some days, nigga, I'll be, you know, I had my moments where I was like, why me, Lord? You know, why why did you put this on me? But, you know, he give his hardest battles to his best soldiers. So, you know, I'm going to take the burden that I've been blessed with and I'm going to make the most of it. And hopefully, you know, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out of this stronger than I ever been. And I hope what I'm going through right now helps somebody else come out stronger on the end on their end. Yeah, man. Um, our family. Um, I don't know what to call this person. Um, live next door to my grandmother. Uh, mm-hmm. The Fosters, Miss Foster, Mr. Foster. So they was like extended grandmother, grandfather. Right. They was like always there. And uh, matter of fact, I lived in the Fosters' home. Me and my brother, when we first, when I my first time living outside of my home, we lived right there on Linwood and Carter. Um, lived in the Fosters' house, but Miss Foster used to go to dialysis like every Wednesday or some shit like that. And mm-hmm. we, and I don't know that I knew what it was, so to speak. We just knew that on Wednesdays a van pull up and Miss Foster go to dialysis. Right. She probably was going more than that, but we know for sure. Wednesday. At some point in my life, I heard Wednesday Miss Foster dialysis. Right. So, and um, for quite some time, you know, Miss Foster was you know older than my grandma. Maybe. Okay. Matter of fact, yeah, I think Miss Foster was older than my grandma. So we just decided. I just knew that like dialysis was like old people. In my brain, because I know she went to dialysis, maybe the old lady across the street, I'm not 100% sure I could be making that shit up. But it was old people on the bus. I just assumed as a kid, like, oh, old people go to dialysis. You know, that's that was always my assumption until I saw Freeway yeah. deal with it. And he was like 36, 37, a little bit younger than me. Yeah. Before, and it took him a few years before he got his kidney transplant. Another rapper from Philly, Dark Low, went through the same thing with a... Uh, with the kidney transplant and even somebody else we know. You remember Mimi from work? Yeah. Yeah, she she went through a kidney transplant as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, it can happen. I, I go to a dialysis. There's a young girl that goes in at the same time I go in. She can't be no older than 25, 26, mm. you know, dealing with it, the you know, the exact same way. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an old person's thing, but the good thing is that, you know, I'm young enough and I'm strong enough for, you know, I can get a kidney transplant. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm complying to my meds. You know, I'm doing the things that I need to do and I'm going to continue. I see that this is going to be a lifestyle change. And even since I've tailored my diet and changed that differently, like I didn't lost like another 20 pounds. Like yeah, you say you're under under 200. under 200 now. So, I mean, that's I ain't been this light since I was you know, terrorizing the hallways of Cast Tech. I ain't been under 200 since 2013, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm about 220. But don't worry, that 38 still still, still hold all the weight that it need to. Yeah. Um, 
So that was I'm assuming that was your week. Besides that, how was your week? Man, we've been cool, dog. I'm just, you know, like I said, adjusting to getting back to life. I got off my walker, which was a blessing because, like, nigga, you know, motherfuckers treat you like a senior citizen when they yeah. see you on a goddamn walker. I'm, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, for a minute, I felt like a senior citizen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but motherfuckers treat you like you old and decrepit when they see you on a walker. I bet. I bet. Um, uh, This week, man, I've uh, been busy. Uh, ups and downs. Uh, I am house hunting and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, hopefully everything works out with that. That's a dope um, ass house. We'll find out if everything works out. But like earlier in the week, you know, um, I'm like, yo, these. I want to go check out these two homes. One I really, really liked. Right. And um, set it up. Cool Wednesday. As soon as I get up work, yo, going and get these. I'm about to put this put the offer in. I like them. Like, got your no, earnest money check ready. Everybody be like, yo, how sudden take all this time? I'm thinking like, I don't know. Y'all not doing it right or something. Nigga, shit. when me and my ex-wife looked for a house, it took like a year and a half before we found a house that we wanted. So I'm thinking like, I don't know. Or the know. house that she wanted. <laughs> that, yeah. that part. I guess because it's me, I can. Yeah, it's different. And it's, I mean, I'm 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 relatively easy. I'm fairly easy to please. I don't, I don't need a lot of bells and whistles. It got to look a certain way, but I know what I want and I only look for that. Anyway. So I'm like, man, I don't know what y'all niggas talking about. This shit pretty easy. Then that morning I get a text like, yo, fam, uh, not yo, fam, because the gentleman is definitely not a yo, fam type of person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he said, hey, at that first address, um, uh, they, they they just took it down. Uh, they got an offer in. I'm like, damn, it was up 27 days. Why today of all days did they get a fucking offer? So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, well, that second one is going to have to work out. Hour, hour and a half later, you're not going to believe this. Actually, is that I your th- white man voice? I didn't say yeah. he was white. <laughs> I'm, just, say I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I, 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 so it's a little gonna, nasally. You're not going to believe this, but I think you actually will. That one had an offer too. And I'm thinking like, all right, y'all not trying to let me buy this house. Like, what's what's the what's the eye? He's like, I've never had anybody on the on trying the to redline you. Trying to redline you. I was like, yo. So looked at two other cribs. I didn't really like them. You know what I'm saying? And um. So I'm like, all right, well, back to, back to the drawing board. Like, oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a tedious process. So then yesterday, um, I get a text early in the morning. Cause I, at that night, I went home and regrouped and gave, I went, found like a bunch of different properties, gave me an email with all the addresses. Like, y'all want to check these out. I'm a busy man. I got a lot of shit going on. He got a lot of shit. So he put a day out. Then yesterday, I get a uh, text like, yo, that property from the other day is back on the market. Do you want to watch, see it tomorrow? I'm like, hell fuck yeah, I want to see it tomorrow. So I check it out and um, I do, and I checked out another one today. So I, I did like it. Um, I put an offer in and uh, we'll see how it goes, man. Hopefully I can, I can wrap up my official, if I can wrap up my official search in one week, because I didn't start until Monday. Okay. So if I can, I can wrap that shit up officially, like in one week, I might got the record. I mean, but that no, this is only the start because yeah. you still get, like fine getting financed. Even after you get pre-approved, they gonna want all the information in yeah. your life. That part I'm cool with, but like just securing, so I can like yo, I can tell where I'm at. Like yo, at this day I'm leaving. <laughs> like yeah, I, I won't you. be here no more, and I can mentally start preparing 
what I need to box up and what I need just to, to get that process going. So I don't know, man. This could just be step one of 25. I yeah. mean, it could be something different. So fingers crossed. Hopefully fingers crossed, prayers up. So you know what you, you know what you're gonna need for that house? Uh naked bitches. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a wife. A wife, Jason. Oh, a wife. That kind of works. Same, same <laughs> difference. Like I don't know. Uh but man, I woke up this morning. About to take out the trash. Something told me to look in the basement. Looks in the basement. It's water everywhere. God damn it. Basement fucking flooded, dog. A lot of water or just like a little little glaze of water? Uh, it was enough to, to, to wet all the clothes I had in the basement. Fuck. With rainwater. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I was already pushing the time limit. Like, I got to go to work. Yeah. Uh, I relieved third shift, so there's no one else. So I got there, text my boss on my way. I'm like, yo... I'm about to pull up in a second. However, I woke up to my my basement flooded. So as soon as you know my whatever sh- the the other first shift person comes, I gotta I gotta dip. She's like, well, um, I'm already here, so you can go ahead and take care of it. So as soon as I got there, I walked in, stayed for two minutes, and dipped in. Try to get that taken care of, man, which is very frustrating. Like, I, I'm really ready to leave. Did you have to, like, rent a pump or something to get it up out, or did it just eventually yeah. drain on the own? But then it, ra- it rained all fucking day. So it was like, and it's rainwater. You know what I'm saying? Like, dirty. Yeah. So either I'm throwing all them fucking clothes away, which I, I don't mind, um, or I'm going to be doing a lot of fucking washing, which I don't want to do. So. Uh, new crib, new wardrobe. Shit, start over fucking brand new. I mean, it's it's probably best to start over fresh with a new crib. I know next time I move, I'm on brand new furniture. Like, I don't want to take old clothes into a new house. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, everything got to, everything is everything. Look, when me and my ex-wife moved into that, you know, the house from hell in Canton, you know, brand new furniture everywhere. Brand new furniture every fucking room. Yeah. So, so we, uh. We'll see how that shit work out, man. Hopefully the, the housing gods show favor upon me. Well, fuck that. The, re- the real God yeah, yeah. <laughs> shows favor upon me, and uh, we get it cracking, man. All right, man. What a week. It's been a lot going on this week. I didn't even I didn't even prepare any kind of notes for this week because I think- Sometimes the show just write itself. Yeah, man. So um, how do I want to- I guess we'll start in- um, Kenosha? Okay. What happened, man? Uh, you you got to help me out because a young brother's name slips my mind at this time. Uh, where the police shot him seven times in the back. Uh, what's his name, Jay? Um, I want to get it wrong. Wait a minute. Is there something popping off in Kenosha right now? Kenosha shooting victim seen in video confronting armed men saying, shoot me. I don't understand. Oh, this the this the this is the the little white uh serial killer nigga. Okay. That's that that deserves that's diff- own yeah, segment that's of all, time. Yeah. But um I'm sorry, that it, it threw me off. Uh uh, Jacob Blake Jacob is his Blake. name. Yes. He's currently no longer shackled to his hospital bed, says his attorney. And the deputies are no longer in the room with him. It's wild, ain't it? Isn't he? And I believe he's somewhat. We don't par- know yet, man. Possibly, he could possibly be paralyzed. Seven shots in the back. From the shots to the back. <laughs> you know, I 
I feel a, a few different things about this subject. You know, number one. Before we get to that, because this is very important. Um, before you even get to that, that thought. So shout out to y'all out there who listen and, and care about my opinion, Dame opinion, and opinion on, on different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but this week, like I got sent this video like six or seven times before I understood what was going on. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about like the shooting, the situation. And like, before you send somebody or tag somebody in that, why don't you find out first if they in an emotional state to see a black man dying again? Cause like just randomly sending me videos of people dying. Like that's not the look, you know what I'm saying? Like who said I was ready for that? Cause I'm not necessarily ready for that. You know, I appreciate that people value our opinions about things. Cause it's, it's, that's very humbling, but I, I feel you like, you know, there's a certain way that I digest these type of videos and like, you know, I woke up to it, you know, I just have, I just happened to be off that day. I think that this occurred. And then I kind of just like woke up to the video and it's kind of disheartening. Like that's the, like for me, I just have an internal rule. Don't wake me up to no bullshit. And that was the first bullshit that I saw as soon as I woke up. You know, when I first heard the story before I saw the video, you know, naturally my first reaction is, you know, the cops and did it again. You know, that's that's the first thing where where my mind went to is that the cops did it again. Now, I'm not I don't necessarily. Well, I am going to take a side and I'm taking the Black Lives Matter side all the time, every single time. Yeah. But one thing that was a little concerning about the video, I mean, you had discussed this off air. We discussed if I was even going to talk about it. But I think but I think we have to. I think we have to. Is that, you know, they had already tased him. And the police were physically trying to prevent him from going inside of his vehicle. When he opened up the door and went inside of the vehicle, he was reaching under the seat. Not like he was getting in the seat to drive away. He was reaching under the seat. And while I always want to take the stance of Black Lives Matter, you know, you put the police in a very precarious predicament yeah. when you go about that type of action because what are they supposed to do? You know, are they supposed to wait for you to pull out an actual weapon and start firing shots? Or at some point, are they supposed to also protect themselves and their livelihoods? I mean, it's a very slippery slope yeah. that we that we trying to go up and down when it comes to to situations like this, because I can definitely see where the. You know, there's wrong on on a lot of different aspects, but 100%. I can I can understand, you know, some of the thought process. I mean, me and you had just talked about, uh, I think it was a few months where like a police officer shot somebody like 12 to 13 times point blank before he went down. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about on the show uh, here in Michigan. Yeah. Um, outside of Lansing, um, a lady cop. She let that motherfucker off 14 times. And I got like she hit him at least 10. He had two knives and was coming for her. Didn't didn't nigga. He grabbed her gun while she, and she had to to to, to, to cock that hammer back again. So yeah. I mean, and then gunshots are a little bit different than what y'all see on on, you know, when you watching fucking bad boys too. Like, yeah. you know, not necessarily one shot gonna take a nigga down. Like 
you know, 22 a bounce right around in your body, but some some of them bitches will go straight through. So, I mean, it may take, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten rounds to bring down a grown-ass man. So, like, so when I got the video sent the first time, I didn't know what I was watching. I'm like, yo, is this a fight? Vi-? I don't, don't. Niggas send me shit in real life all day, every day. People send me shit. You know what I'm saying? That's not like a bad thing or whatever. It's just, it, it just comes along with the territory yeah, at so this point. I look, you know what I'm saying? And I see, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And at this particular point, they hadn't put the, that, you know, and I got the black screen where it says like, yo, this is sensitive content or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, because it's fresh. Yeah. it was That wasn't near first. If I would have saw that first, now I understand. But right. like that wasn't near first. So I'm watching and I don't even think I had the sound on. You know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't necessarily, even I watched it and I didn't understand what was going on. Like I didn't see that they they shot him and I, I didn't I didn't hear the gun. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't right. I, it, it didn't took click some time to register. What was going on until I seen it the second time. I'm like, oh, like, yo, this is what's going on. And I and I heard, now I think about it, I heard people saying, yo, police shot a nigga seven times in the back. Just off of that. That shit sound wild. Yeah. And I talked to a lot of people who said they're not watching this video because they don't want to see black people getting murdered. But they got, yo, police shot a nigga seven times. Police shot a man seven times in the back. And without seeing the video, not saying video makes it right, but without seeing it, you got a picture of what that looks like in your mind. And as opposed to what the truth really is, opposed to um, seeing it in a different context. Right. Okay. Um, so that's fair. That's fair. I guess I want to say is in order to have an opinion about something, you probably need to watch what you have an opinion about if it's available to you. Yeah. If it's not available, it's not available. You form your opinion opinion. But if the information is there, you should probably, you know, look at all sides of the spirit. Yeah. Just get a a full context of, of what happened. Um, in order to be have a very strong opinion about in either in either direction, you know what I'm saying? Just look at the information. Now I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know what he was doing. Now he he had already been tased, right? Right. He could have probably be discombobulated. Not in your right mind. Never been tased before. You have. I don't know. Twice. How how how'd your how'd your cognitive abilities? How were they after you got tased? I was compliant. <laughs> yeah, I was compliant. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what was going on through the the young man's mind. Um, I do know that I don't know why the three police officers hadn't subdued him already. You know what I'm saying? Now there are reports that he had a knife in his pocket or some shit. That could be some actor after the fact information. Right. But it was presented as in maybe they weren't as hands-on with him because, like, nigga, we don't know where the knife at or some shit. I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's very hard to critique something in hindsight when I'm not in when I'm not in the field while it's going on. All I'm seeing is tweets and, 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 and shit on the internet. I don't know. All I know is what I saw in the video. And so that was three cops. They got their guns out. Um, someone sees. I don't know if they were yelling to the cops or yelling to the, to the gentleman, don't do it. Don't do it. One of them is grabbing his wife beater and physically pulling him. He opens the car door and he reaches underneath the seat. Um, I don't see that they said he had a gun anywhere. 
So I, I figured they would have they would have they'd have put that information out there immediately if it was a gun there, right? Right. So if there was not a gun there, I generally and genuinely want to know what the fuck he was doing. Thank God, literally, thank God that he's still alive and he's still with us. Right. And because we don't normally have this, we don't normally have him. It's a it's yo it's you a typically is a fatality. He hashtag who's still alive. Yeah. Which is good. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm I don't, happy that the brother's still alive. 100%. Man. And I don't ever want... I guess... So listen. You put the police... The police officer was definitely put in a, in a very compromising situation where it's like, yo, we already kind of roughed the nigga up and tased him and he, he made it to the car and went underneath the seat. So you put him in a tough position, right? Right. I guess... I would like when the police come out that guns don't be drawn. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way that we can effectively de-escalate a situation without having to physically do something to somebody? Um, is there a way to the de-escalate certain situations? Like, I don't know what happened before the camera turned on in this in this situation. Like, in general, when the cops come in. If you don't obey what I'm doing, like, say, the first time, is my next step of action always gun or taser? I don't know. I would like to think, you know, that there that there should be some type of intermediate. But, you know, it's it's really kind of hard to say because, you know, like any any job has its standard protocol. Like when this happens, you do this. When this happens, you do that. But like police work is so you know has so many variables to it and you it's hard to judge a situation or the way somebody's acting or you know going about something if you're not in the heat of the moment you know it's easy for me to sit back and like well maybe they could have used a baton maybe they could have tackled them to the ground but like i don't like if my if i feel like my life is in danger and i have to make a split second decision you know it's I want to get. What to do the, you do? I want to get to a point where, um, where where the professionals come out, and even if they're, because I think there was a a fight between two 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 women, and the story was he was there breaking up a fight, like he wasn't there to be like the bad guy, so right, to speak. Right. Um, I want to be able to get there on both sides, civilians and police officers. That like, yo, when the police show up allow them to do what the police do without it being so like as a parent your child didn't do what he was supposed to do is the very first option get me the belt i don't i want i don't want to say yes but certain situations cause for you know an extreme reaction like you don't do it what there there are different variables. If you're not doing what you what I asked you to do, does this put you in danger? Does this put one of your siblings in danger because you didn't do what I asked you to do? Or is this just like you know, ne- is it neglect or dis? You know, is it that you forgot to take the the hamburger meat out the fridge? Yeah. No, that doesn't I cause don't. for a, a whooping. But you know, there there are certain things that I think I want more tools in the tool belt. Okay. There's an adage saying when your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So every time there's a situation, hey, yo, um, I need you guys to step back. Oh, you didn't comply? 
let me take out my taser. Right. Like there has to be some quarter of, I guess the taser is the, <laughs> so we didn't want to, we didn't want to start shooting niggas. So we gonna now we're going to taste like, but before it gets to the point where you using force, there should be some type of critical thinking, you know, should be the next step. But again, like when you are out in the field and the shit is happening right now, right mm-hmm. now, and you have to make a decision right this second, sometimes talking to somebody isn't going to be, you know, the most viable decision. You you're gonna have to, you know, go the route of possible, you know, de- violence. Then like, yo, I wonder what he was doing though. Like what when I watched the video, I'm like, what's he getting up from underneath the seat? You know what I'm saying? Cause if it wasn't a gun, like, no, really, what were you doing? His children were in the car. Right. So I'm thinking like, yo, and we don't have audio of it because the gentleman who was recording was like across the street or some shit from his cell phone. So we don't hear like detailed audio. I'm assuming that once the body cam footage starts being released, we'll have better contact of what happened prior to the camera zone. Now the story that the gentleman was tased already and they were trying to arrest him comes from the gentleman who recorded the video that everybody watched. He said, yo, before I recorded it, they was already trying to arrest him i want i what was he doing because you did put the the officer in a very tight situation um does it quote unquote deserve shots to the back seven i know seven sounds like a lot well seven is a lot yeah um but have i don't like so have you been in a situation where somebody pulled a gun on you before because what you say what you would do and what actually happens don't always completely two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you listening, like literally have you ever had a gun pointed at your face and not like in a joking homeboy manner, like somebody literally pulled a gun on you. Meaning harm to you. Yeah. Have you for whatever reason ever pulled a gun on someone? Because this is you, you, you in a different territory now. Like if I have a gun pointed at you, Everything that you do after that is a life or death situation. Like there's a gun pointing at you. And while there's a gun pointing at you, if that's never happened to you before, you can't explain to me what should happen or what, what you would do. Or what your thought process is in, in, in that moment because it's, it's, it's fight or flight. And what's so funny is like in that situation, everything moves so fast and so slow at the same fucking time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's over in a flash, but once it's over, you can recount every one of those seconds. I guess because when the adrenaline um, comes out or comes up, it breaks you got everything. laser type of focus in that, yeah. in, that, in that mind frame. And and literally, that's how your body is designed. Like, yo, this, this is um, life or death. We need to exert all your energy so you can see everything that's going on and... Because it's fight or fight, right? So I can't say what someone should do when they think they're about to die. How do you? Like, how do you tell somebody, yo, that's not a, it's not a reasonable response for that? Because what if the police officer was out of line and violating somebody? 
And then the guy, not him, this, and this is a different scenario, goes to his car, gets his gun, or just got a gun, not even going to my car. I'll pull out my gun. Police is harassing me, trying to intimidate me or whatever. I'll pull out my gun. I shoot a cop. They're going to tell me that wasn't a rational response. How do you tell me if I'm thinking, like, how do you tell me what, what my I'm mind thinking? Frame should be in, if, if in I'm the thinking heat of in the my, yeah, vice versa. Like, what the nigga was trying to get the fuck out of there? What if his keys were underneath the car? I don't know what he was doing. I would love to find out. I'm assuming we're going to find out at some point, right? Yeah. But like, it still it still takes time to unwrap these things. And unfortunately, when we hear, you know, man, black man shot in the back seven times, you know, we go automatically to one reaction. You know, we we go automatically to one place, and you know, it's 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 a double edged sword because yeah, our emotions you know, take the toll of us, but there's still another side to the story that we haven't heard yet that, that hasn't come out yet. And I'm not, you know, and that's, that's where I'm always conflicted because I don't want to, you know, I never immediately take the side of the police, you know, just, that's, I, that's, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not. This, y'all heard this pot long enough for me to know that for, you know, like I'm not like the giant fan of the police. Right. Um, and not necessarily same. And I don't have a bunch of bad experiences with Detroit police officers. Um, Any negative experiences I've had with the police have come from police outside of Detroit. Yeah. And the the view and the vision that I have of the police as a whole typically comes from Los Angeles, New York City, Mattis Green uh, here locally. Uh, Inkster police who beat a nigga head in, you know what I'm saying? Like we see it. Yeah. Like it ain't. It's not like yo police here in this area are just fucking great. No, that's not it. That's not what I'm saying at all. Which is why I have a a, a strong distrust for a lot of them. Uh, I got a couple friends who are police officers, and put in a situation like that, I don't know that I can tell them to wait to find out if the nigga bringing out a gun. Cause I may not see you no more. Yeah. That don't mean I want you to shoot the nigga seven times. I don't want you to shoot the man seven times in the back. Cause I don't think he does. No one deserves to die because you're not following orders. But this was a really tough situation that everybody was placed in. And I'm just inkle, I'm interested in seeing the full body cam and hearing all the audio from everything. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I want us to be slow to anger and slow to act sometimes. And we just got to sit back because we, we getting riled up right now. And I think we getting played. I said it before, like they are pushing a race war and this one didn't kick one off a little bit because the next night people out here protesting and you got a, a white kid from Illinois who mom 17 year old who mom Drops him off in the area in Wisconsin with his rifle with an AR-15. Um, with his rifle to to help protect Wisconsin. You what? And I'm tagged in a bunch of stuff on on Twitter about how the the police was deputizing. Um, the militia or whatever. Like, I don't know if that's actually happened, but that's the wording that they was used. Okay. And um, that's interesting. 
there was a video between some black guys and some white militia members, and there was like a. The cops told us to push them towards yeah, you. The cops said we was going to push them towards you guys because you guys know what to do with them. And see, that that struck them as strange. And that's when they started like, yo, I, don't, I think we been, I think we being used. Like, you know, they gave them some water and shit like that. And they gave them like supplies. The police said we gave them supplies and gave them water and stuff like that. But we never deputized anybody or told anybody to do anything. Videos online Kind of showing something different. a little bit differently. Hey, yeah. you guys are doing a great job and, and stuff like that. So you didn't bolded a 17 year old kid to start busting at a crowd. Nigga shot like shot two people, killed two, killed people, two people, shot like four. One person got shot in the head, and then afterwards they seen the guy. Um, then they jumped on the kid. White dude hit him with a skateboard. He ended up getting shot by the other. He ended up getting shot by the shooter. I can't think of this little devil name. Um, I'll find it shortly. And he ultimately passed away yesterday. So now the narrative switched from uh, this little white kid out here shooting protesters to, to, yo, he was being attacked and it was all self-defense. No, that second one, possibly. No, they was whooping your ass because you just shot two people and killed somebody, shot him in the head. So dude. Kyle Rittenhouse is the name of the shooter. So he puts his hands up, walks towards the police. Police say, hey, you with the long rifle, uh, don't come back down here or some shit. And he goes about his day. It looked like he was surrendering after he just killed two people. And you know he knew he killed somebody because he's on videotape that I seen and saw my own eyes saying, I just killed somebody while he's running past. All this shit is on tape because everybody got their cell phone out. He literally ran down the street saying, on the phone, I just killed somebody. Fam, that's what you came out to do. Yeah. You left, you had your mom. What kind of parent does that? A parent that should be brought down on charges also. What kind of parent takes their kid and drops them in the middle of a, a, a riot, roar zone protest with a rifle and goes back to Illinois? What a gun. You, your kid, you dropped your kid off somewhere with a gun. It's, to say that it's questionable parenting is uh, putting it very lightly. You know, this this young man is not a soldier. We're not dropping him off to to basic training or to boot camp. He a kid, man. He the same age as my as my oldest son. He he's a kid. A, he's a miscreant. He's a, he has a long rap sheet of doing illicit drugs and disobeying police and being oh, really? disorderly contact. His whole, his rap sheet that went out on the, on the internet. Okay. He's not, no, he he's a rap no, scallion. He's not no, no, no straight laced kid who never got in trouble. Put that nigga shit out there. Instead, the New York Post put a picture of him cleaning off graffiti and said the shooter was cleaning off graffiti. What? And I'm sure, uh, what's the other brother's name? Uh, Blake. Blake. I'm sure he was making breakfast for his kids one day last week. I mean, just because people have layers and just because you do one thing doesn't make you one way. Just because you are presented to people one way does not make you one thing. We're all multifaceted. We all have complete different layers. And that's something that really bothers me because it's hard for people to have a scope of something other than what they're first presented with. Like, we we see it with 
and I know this is a little bit off topic, but we'll probably touch on the NBA later. Yes. Like like Dame Dollar, you know, he was presented to us as, you know, an incredible point guard. It's hard for people to accept him as being a rapper and a lyricist because that wasn't the first presentation that we had of him. But he's more than one thing. If someone is presented to you as a good guy, wholesome, clean image, it's hard for you to accept that they could be a piece of shit. Right. And a rapist or a pedophile or Bill Cott. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for you to grasp that, like, yo. That's 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 a that's a pristine, you know, point of view right there. I don't I want everybody to be careful. Because we mentioned this during the George Floyd stuff. It was like, yo, we got bad actors out here doing protests, causing trouble. And I'm like, yo, they're gonna set y'all up. Now we got another incident that happened, another shooting that happened, police shooting that happened that sparked protests. And now you have police officers allegedly pushing protesters to have conflict with armed. You're pushing black protesters to have conflict with armed white men who are in a quote unquote militia. I doubt that there is any militia out there, but that's how people want to get branded. They branded them as militia. If there was a militia, you would say what name it was. Was it the Michigan militia? Was it the insert whatever? I don't know that the quote unquote militia was there. If so, whatever. Don't be used. It's going to be a race war, dog. Like, that's not like hyperbole. That's not like me hoping and wishing. It's just going to take the right incident at the right time to for that to be the powder keg. And understand this is an election cycle. Listen, when it comes to racism, which one of the two parties you say speaks up about racism in protests? Typically the Democratic Party. Correct. During the election cycle, if during your protests and the whole nine yards, there are shootings and people getting murdered in the street, people on the other side of the aisle will not vote for a Democrat. (laughs) Like this plays into Republicans' hands because they want law and order. They do not want this on their streets. So don't become a victim of somebody pushing, literally pushing the narrative and creating it and then using that against you to vote in more Republicans. If if your whole thing is, yo, we got to get rid of the Republicans or whatever. Like, don't be this. And we're not 100%. We're not ready for war. No. The regular white guys out there with the militia, we're going to wipe the fucking floor with you. Period. All the niggas like to, to pray, oh, you see what happened in Chicago? Wednesday? Nigga, them kids. Them legitimately kids. They're not ready. They're they not ready. You know. You're not ready. And and the crazy thing about it, like you you go to the range just like I go to the range. It's kids there. You understand? Like white people teach their kids how to shoot five, six, seven years old. Like they are getting they've been prepared and organized. And if a race war starts tonight, we're not ready. You're not. We're not ready because just having big guns and a lot of ammo doesn't make you proficient with your weapon or doesn't make you, you know, cognizant enough 
to be prepared for what's going on. If somebody busts in your house right now, like nigga, what the fuck you gonna do? What you gonna barricade behind? What you gonna what what's the first thing you gonna what's the weapon you gonna grab for? Have have you even had enough practice with your weapon where the recoil ain't gonna make it fly out your hand? Like literally, we I I know people that, you know, had a CPL, bought their weapon, and ain't never shot it since the class. Like you're not even familiar with your own gun. When the last time you cleaned it, is it lubricated? Do you, you got the right bullets for it? Like when the last time you shot it, shot it with your own two hands, not not in the CPL class, but took it to the range and shot your own gun. And even if you don't ever plan on doing that, that's fine. But let's not actively involve ourselves in something that's gonna lead to our own destruction. For like, yo, this is not good. I mean. 2020, there's going to be armed white people in the street shooting black people in the head. Quote, unquote, deputized by the police to do so. That's fucking insane. That's a scary thought. It's fucking insane. Like, it's, and it actually happened. That's not like. Something that we just made up. Like, this, it actually this is happened. for real. Yeah. No, 2020 is a scary motherfucking place. And we still got three months left. And you think shit bad now. Wait till it get cold and they turn the lights off and you got to figure if, the fuck what out. If, what if 45 loses and he say he's not leaving office? Because nothing, what what is giving you the impression that he would accept a defeat and just pack his shit up and leave office? Nothing. Nothing gives me the impression that he would take a loss gracefully. He would say... I mean, I, I didn't set the, I didn't set the stage for this shit to be fake. Yo, voter, voter mail fraud and all. Like, I didn't set the stage for this shit. What, what, what about you? Thinks that I would legitimately lose to sleepy Joe Biden and a black woman, and I would take that shit and just walk the fuck out of here like everything's all good. And if he chooses not to, which is not far fetched, what will you do? Because he's going to have some support. He's going to have a shit ton of support. A shit ton of support. And that could be the thing that kicks off what we're not ready for. And like I said, right now it's, you know, we, we had to tail in the summer, really. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different element. It's going to be the middle of winter. It's going to be cold. And if the shit pops off in the middle of the winter and it's cold, they turn the lights off, now you... Now you're trying to defend your house in the cold against niggas that want to get in and get your food. Niggas with night vision. It's cheaper and cheaper to get night vision. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know I'm into this type of shit. It's cheaper and cheaper. So even if your niggas in the hood, y'all don't got night vision. <laughs> We're not ready. We're not ready. I know that sounds far-fetched to y'all. Um, Like, I know that sounds far-fetched and, like, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this nigga day is crazy. Nah. I got uh, yeah. <laughs> this nigga is crazy. And hey, look, use a camera. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> oh shit! But like, I know that shit sound far fetched. Like night vision. Like anybody? No. You go on Amazon and buy some night vision goggles. It's really not that expensive. What I'm telling Cabela's. You, what I'm telling you right now is every single day 
dicks. You could go to fucking Pulse. dicks. Every single day, I get an email telling me there's ammunition on sale. There's magazines on sale. There's different uh, optics and sites on sale. I get those emails because that's the type of shit I'm in. I know you listening to this pod aren't into that shit, and you have no idea about this whole world or culture that is. It's them and not us. Absolutely. And not trying to make it a them versus us. I'm, I'm on, I just want you to, to, to know that like there is a whole society and culture who was heavily into this shit, and the messaging in his emails is very clear. They talk, they dog whistling zombie apocalypse. When you hear somebody say zombie apocalypse, they talking about us. We the zombies yeah. in this martial, like they are preparing for something and we're going to fall into it and we're going, it's going to, we're going to easily fall into it because all it takes is one situation in one city and then all the other cities go out and protest. I want y'all to stop protesting right now. I know that sounds wild, but I want y'all to stop because I think it's doing more danger than good at this point. If I drive down Southfield Freeway and I see a bunch of people outside with picket signs stand outside of, you know, insert building here, I'm going to look like, oh, shit, what are these niggas out here doing? The signs say, oh, we want better wages. Like, oh, these niggas is not getting paid. It's Monday morning. Tuesday and Wednesday, they also like, damn, it's Wednesday. These niggas still out here. I'm, I'm watching while I'm driving by. A month and a half later, Fim, you just you are blending in with the rest of the shit I drive by every day. I'm not gonna look no more. Like I, I'm, if you do something, I'm desensitized to it every now. single day. It's not special anymore. I'm not looking for it. Like it's lost its effectiveness, and it's causing more problems. If people are going to sit there and shoot at you, you know, I. It's funny that you say that because like last week, you know. I decided I wanted to get out and do some driving. I was tired of getting, you know, kind of babysat around. And I got out Saturday and I ran into a protest in downtown Detroit. Go home. Go home. <laughs> and I was just like, what and why? I'm not saying that what you care about isn't important or it like Absolutely. invalidates. I'm not trying to invalidate your freedom of expression, your free will, the whole nine yards. I mean, I guess I think the protesting should should be effective. And if it's done, if it's done in a way where it's not effective, then it's it's almost you, like what? it's just a display. It's just, it's a parade at that point. It's like, a waste of time. Like, what are you doing? Like, wh- who are you? Cha- who who mind are you changing? We don't even know why you're here. You're just people out in the street right now. Like, right. we don't even know what what we don't. I don't know. It ain't Ralph though. What's the name of your color line? We don't know. <laughs> It ain't Ralph, though. Like, what are you doing? I, I, I'm not trying to disparage you. I'm saying, what's in it for me? Why the fuck are y'all listening to Al Sharpton? This nigga marching on Washington. How many fucking marches on Washington has there been? Y'all niggas keep trying to recreate pictures and photos and shit. Fuck, why, why y'all niggas watching on... What? Reverend Al is literally shopping. He, he's he's literally doing it for the gram at this point. It's for the it's for the picture opportunity. When the last time you watched The Simpsons? I, I watch The Simpsons every Sunday. Do you I like do. new episodes? 
or reruns. If it comes on Sunday, my DVR is taping the Simpsons. I'm convinced no one watched new episodes of the Simpsons. Maybe you. I, this, this shit just on at this point. They've been they didn't package us the exact same show for thirty years. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like getting progressively better, but like I watch The Simpsons every. How Sunday. many times are is Al Sharpton going to sell us the same mixtape? So niggas stop buying it till he till he hit till he in the casket Fam. till he's in the casket. Fam, we marching on Washington again. It's but, <laughs> but he's he's from that era. He's from that era, and he gonna keep. Like that's that's all he know. He hasn't pro- his his way of doing thing ha- hasn't hasn't grown or progressed. He's from that era. He him messy Jesse like they they the same nigga. They the same thing. Once a federal informant, always a federal informant. Oh Jay, you took it there. The man works for the federal government. Every time something happens, he shows up right along with the ambulance, grabs everybody together. Sing these three hymns and send everybody right the fuck back home. What the fuck? And they get to sit front row at everything. Somebody so, died, they putting Reverend Al right up front. So you know what I say. The two things that create change in this country or in the world, money and violence. You want police killings to stop? That next headline should be Officer who shot unarmed black man found dead in his room until there's a consequence. Why would I Nothing's stop? Nothing's going to stop. Yeah. It got to be fear. Not that I'm going to lose my job because I got employment. I got pensions. I got fear that me and my family going to lose our lives. I mean, all that George Floyd, y'all burnt down the whole fucking police station and left the two niggas who actually did the killing houses intact baffles me i don't fucking understand it the two people responsible actually physically on tape responsible this nigga walking around the fucking piggly wiggly (laughs) like picking up groceries and shit doing his normal his normal thursday routine and like you said we done burnt down the precinct but you know his he he get to go back home and sleep in his bed tonight this nigga looked at the camera said oh yeah i'm him that's me he walked he walking with another nigga. Look like his boyfriend, but we ain't, nah. <laughs> we ain't gonna get there. Nah. Uh, he walking around. Oh yeah, that's me. And they like, why does he think he can go to the? Because because he's he not worried. He not worried. It's beyond me. He asked him, "Why the fuck you in my face? Why the fuck you in my face?" He ain't got. He ain't got a lick of worry to him. Fam, a seventeen-year-old kid from another state. He drove home that night and slept in his bed. A 17-year-old kid from Illinois was dropped off by his parent with an AR-15 in the middle of a protest and shot four people and killed two people. That's fucking insane, man. Like, that's fucking insane. No, no, the insane part is that somebody picked him up and he went back home and he slept in his bed that night. He wasn't arrested that night. He wasn't shot that night. He wasn't in police custody. He went home. He went home. That's fucking insane. Took the murder weapon home with him that night. So because all this shit started happening, the NBA was like, yo, listen, I'm disgusted with this NBA shit. 
and I'll tell you why. Okay, because I, I wasn't expecting that. I'm not disgusted that Milwaukee decided not to play. Okay. Uh, the Bucks are from the place where it happened at. Makes you know sense. what I'm saying? It's it's a little bit more personal for them. Um, that's where it happened at, right? So, and one of the players on that team got beat up by the police, by the way. Yeah, I remember um, that. So, it's a little more personal for them. I guess they were having, like, discussions whether they was going to play or not. And they decided, like, yo, we not... These two people on our team don't want to play. We supporting our teammates. We not playing. Now, all the sports commentators and stuff was like, yo, we respect that all, but y'all should have told the other team and y'all should have gave people a heads up. No, the fuck we shouldn't. That's not a, 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 a protest or, or whatever it is. It ain't supposed to be well rolled out and you know packaged we, neatly and shit like that. But we live in such a pussy ass society where everybody thinks they should be involved and in, in, in the loop and everything is about me. I'll tell you why I'm disgusted. One or two a couple of reasons. This is, we got a little bit of time. So TNT that day, Ernie, I like Ernie. He up there. He get it. Kenny Smith up there. Kenny Smith said, yo, I'm standing in solidarity with the players. And walk off. I'm taking my fucking mic off <laughs> and I'm out this bitch. Kenny was looking like, uh, I respect that. Shacking them, you know what I'm saying? Did they thing. Chris Webber gave an amazing soliloquy. Yeah, you know um, what? And I'd be quick to to trash Chris getting the early games, but you know, he he had some he had some very uh poignant points that he made. The reason I'm disgusted with this whole NBA shit is because they turn it into politics. Next day, Skip and Shannon are talking about Kenny Smith. And Skip's like, the only thing I was upset about or kind of blah, 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 is that he left Shaq and Barkley out there. Um, if he would have gave them a heads up, because now it looks like maybe they he cares and they don't care. And so, it's not my fucking concern. Skip a whole bitch. Whole, Skip whole. a whole bitch. Whole. It's not my concern. His issue with, with the Bucks is you should have told Orlando because now it looks like they can. I don't give a fuck how something looks. It's not about how it looks to you. It's about how it feels to me. If I'm so, if I feel so inclined to exercise my right, my freedom of speech, my my right to protest or whatever or to strike. And we not playing today because we, we we not playing today. Y'all got Black Lives Matter right on the fucking floor. We not playing today. I don't got to okay this shit with nobody. I don't got to tell somebody else so you don't look away. It's not about you. And it's not about how it looks. So not to be outdone, LeBron comes in. So they have a whole players only meeting and shit, right? Right. LeBron has to be the face of the league. Um. So LeBron says, oh, shit. The Bucks then one-upped us. You didn't run this shit by me and Chris Paul for whatever reason. We got to run shit by you. Oh, we're not playing the whole season now. We're going to scrap this whole thing because he has to one-up the Milwaukee Bucks because he's the head of this shit. The nigga wants to play basketball, but he fronted and act like he didn't for politics, for political reasons. And I think that shit is weak as fuck. And everybody keeps saying on all the sports shows, well, LeBron is the face of the league, so he should be the one saying this. 
what the fuck do you what the fuck does being the best basketball player has to do with an individual person on some police murdering black people shit? It does not correlate. I don't give a fuck how well you shoot the basketball. You're not a better man than me because you are a better basketball player. If I express myself and I don't want to participate because this impacts me, what the fuck does that got to do with LeBron and LeBron? Why are you doing this bullshit political shit? As if you don't want to play for the rest of the for the rest of the year when you fucking do. When Kyrie brung up the fact that we shouldn't play this shit. Long time ago. Y'all criticized him and ran a nigga out of fucking town. Not literally, but he was chastised. Now LeBron says it. Well, you know, he's a face of the league. I, I think it congrats to LeBron. You know, he's so progressive with all these fucking moves. Not if they all political. No. Nah. And then 24 hours later. Oh, now we playing again. Nigga, you wanted to play the whole the whole time. And I'm not just making this up. Now, th- like all the fucking reports today explaining why he why he took his why he made a, a such a change because everybody basically was like, yo, that wasn't the plan. Fuck I gotta okay some shit with you for, nigga. You ain't my boss. I'm gonna I'm my own individual man. If the Bucks, who from Milwaukee, I mean, who from, from Wisconsin, feel closer to this situation they say they're not fucking playing then we're not playing oh but because you're the face of the league and you have a reputation of the uphold you gotta one up that shit oh fuck oh they ain't playing the game oh we ain't playing the rest of the season nigga what don't do don't make to, this shit political to, to me it's it's the same type of it's it's pandering yes you know when when i saw you know, I, I understand that people want to get behind the Black Lives Matter movement, and I, I have no issue with that. But like when I saw Black Lives Matter on the court or when we spray painting Black Lives Matter in 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 the middle of the street, yeah, it looks nice, but it's just grandstanding on a huge scale. It do, it doesn't change. It doesn't change anything having Black Lives Matter on the court. It doesn't change a goddamn thing. And I'm not making this shit up. If you if you watch any sports uh, TV show today, that's all the fuck they've been talking about. So um, it's not that I'm making up. They've been talking about people not agreeing with him either. And you know, for whatever, Chris Paul is the the the, the president of the Players Association, and since LeBron is the 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 face of the league, everything got to go through them. Listen, that's not how I'm set up. I don't give a fuck how good you play basketball. If I'm so inclined and feel that. Since y'all don't value black life, well, how about let's remove some of the black life that y'all watch on television daily and see how you can run this fucking country without us. If that's how I feel, I don't give a fuck if it's approved by the best basketball player in the world. Nigga, suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. And this whole idea that because he is the face of the league, he should be the one talking. That's the reason that we in the shit in the first place. Y'all done did a fucking electoral college in the NBA. Did, Fuck what y'all actually think. So This nigga gonna make the decisions. You know, I, I kind of thought this was funny that it kind of got glazed over. A few days, LeBron was doing an interview and he was talking to, and they was like, what are you reading? And he had the autobiography of Malcolm X in his hand. And they asked him about the book. And LeBron gave the same type of answer I gave when the teacher would wake me up, sleep. In the back of in the back of English class, he didn't know what the fuck he was reading. Fem, he ain't read that goddamn book. Fem, just say you ain't read the book yet, though. <laughs> I just I do, just though. picked it up yesterday. Like I, I haven't given it a good read. Instead of sounding like a fucking dumbass. Oh, uh, you know, I just after reading, I was like, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not finished with it. You know, I just started, but like 
the same things that's happening today was happening. Nigga, first chapter of, of the autobiography of Malcolm X was not about like just just take the time and read the book, man. Then you that's, know later on that day he he put a uh, Instagram picture with the with the book um, on the table and shit. Like, fam, stop, you, you 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 come on, dog. I like you. Just read it. as a player and all that shit. <laughs> just read it. Stop it, dog. Stop it. It it, it causing it like. Come on, man. It's, first of all, it's a life-changing piece of literature. And I don't say that about a lot of books, but I read the autobiography of Malcolm X twice in my life. Once when I was probably in 11th grade, you know, just for like a class and to get it off my back. But then when I went back, I read it again my first year of college. And the book is a it's, it's amazing. It's a life-changing piece of literature. And when you read it, you're it's if, if reading that book does not open up your mind, then I, I don't know what else will. It's it's literally the Matrix. Fam, don't turn these gestures into politics. I'm, I don't want it. If it ain't real, don't do it. If you do feel like you want to play basketball, play basketball. But don't say, yo, we're we not going to play the rest of the season because you feel somebody one-upped you and you have to make the decisions because you're the face of the league. That's whack to me. And it puts in the in the in the in the question all the other quote unquote good deeds that you've done. Are these good deeds because you really care, or are you because you know you're not going to be better than Michael Jordan? In most people's eyes, is well, he's a better person than Michael Jordan because of this. Based off this, he's the best player ever because of. Th- you know, you you have to when you reach the point in your life where the opinions of others no longer bog you down or bother you. That's true freedom. I've never been an athlete. I've never been an entertainer. I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I, I don't know what it's like to be in that bubble. But I found freedom as a grown man a long time ago because I stopped giving a fuck about what other people thought and felt about the decisions that I make for myself and for my family. I yeah. found that level of freedom. It's just wild to me, though. Um, Glory, hallelujah. It's wild to me. I don't get it. But um, all the uh, basketball, baseball, WNBA, uh, Major League Soccer, soft, I mean, um, tennis, uh, they all took a took a break that day. There were some Major League Baseball games. There was one game well, not in that, particular. Not that day. That, 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 that same day? Yes. Uh, I know yesterday. It's like an early game. Okay. I know yesterday they did something. Everybody walked off and left a shirt on the ground and said Black Lives Matter. It was, you know. More pandering and grandstanding. I I appreciate the gesture, but that it 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 means nothing at the end of the day. It means nothing. I don't like Skip got up there and was upset that Kenny walked off because he essentially said we like Kenny voice so much that we want him to, to explain to us about Black Lives Matter. Essentially, white man got on TV said a black man shouldn't have got off the shouldn't have went off on that day because he wants you to 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 perform for him and and. And tell me, Mr. Wise Black Man, why why we are so bad. Don't walk off. Don't stand in solidarity. I want you to get on TV during this time and talk to me. Kenny will be back. And when he comes back, he can explain his stance if he so chooses. <sighs> I'm over it, dog. I'm over the whole fucking thing. Like, I want to check out. It's too much. And I don't, I, I want to check out, man. I had enough. I've had enough. Uh, what else, man? 
Uh, I don't know if anything, if anything else really happened in the last week. Oh, uh, just music wise, did you see the teaser trailer Sean dropped today for Detroit Two? I have not. Okay. But let's talk about. Um, he got pay, he got payroll and soda in the teaser. He unifying the city. Shaw big is Big Shaw unifying Detroit. They wasn't beefed out. What do you mean? I'm not saying that they was beefed out, but like clearly there's a divide in East Side and West Side niggas. If you not if you're not from the city of Detroit, like you not, know that's not a real thing. Years ago, it was a real thing. Like when Team East Side was going against the Cheddar Boys, I mean Cheddar Boys, but like Doughboy Cat. But that shit been squashed. They didn't did records together. Like that shit not a real thing no more. You don't see Sada doing records with payroll. I seen payroll, Sada, T Grizzly, um, all them niggas on the record last year in the video too. Sada in that video? No, that was Peasy, payroll, and T Grizzly. They was all in the same video. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. Sada is a is a is a polarizing type of figure to me. Yeah. Um. But not. I don't. I don't think there's a. Um. There's not an actual. There's not. That's not a thing. Nope. Even if it is, it's not. Okay. Detroit versus everybody. I'm, Detroit I'm, all, versus De- everybody. I'm all Detroit. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I'm looking forward to this album. Yeah. Because he did drop the you know reverence, which is my music pick of the week. Big Sean, Nipsey Hussle, Deep Reverence. Man, that's a good record, dog. It is strong. Strong. I like Nipsey verse. Like it was like. It was good, didn't he? At the end, he was like, yo, he wanted to tap in with Payroll, T Grizzly and shit. And like, man. I'd have loved a Nipsey and a Payroll record. I'd, I'd have loved it. The fact that he know who Payroll is is good to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I be, you be forgetting how niggas. Real recognize real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like real niggas link up. Real niggas link up. Uh, and you know what? One thing that I'm very glad about the estate or the family of Nipsey Hussle is that like they not they not slutting out that image, you know? The only Nipsey verses that we getting are authorized Nipsey verses that he actually recorded with people before his passing, and I like that they are are keeping in that line of things. I don't want them to Tupac Nipsey. Man, that post um, Nipsey album though. You think we'll we'll ever get it? 100%. We definitely going to get a postmortem Nipsey album. I just want it to be produced correctly. Uh cuz he he got he got the records. He was already recording. Um he was I mean the records that he had for Victory Lap was around for a long time. Um that album Victory Lap still sounds good right well, now. I, I, I listen, listen to, to Young Nigga every single day. Once a week that that album get a spin off rip. Did you spend some more time with uh, King's Disease? I did. Still love it. Love it more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still love it. I love uh, their new records that I like more now than I liked last week. You know, All Bad, Car 85, Spicy, Full Circle. You know, I'm, I just want Nas and AZ just to do an album together. Just, just give it to us. Could be. Coming right, just give us the Peace King album. Now I said uh, he got something special coming right back. He's dropping new music like really soon. So whether that's a Nas and AZ, or that's a Nas and uh, or or a Firm joint, who knows? So so I do want to talk about the elephant in the room on Full Circle. Why is nature not on the song? 
because he just about bodied everything he's ever been on. Why is nature not on full circle? Well, it was a it was a Nas and AZ track by itself, and then Hit Boy was like, "Yo," or thinking niggas say G Code was like, "Yo, you should get Nature." I mean, you should get Foxy and um, Cormega on that shit. And he was like, "Yo," he reached out to him and got him on there. But it could be a uh, it could be a firm project coming soon. It's either a firm project or a Nas and AZ project. I want the Nas and AZ. Yeah, give me seven eight songs. That's it. Just make it quick. Make it quick. I be seven eight songs. Seven eight quality songs. That's all I need. Y'all know, you know, uh, AZ can't pronounce the R. If you listen, to, he cannot pronounce R at all. Any word with R, it's funny because I, I I hear it every single time. Like uh, no matter what album, if you listen, he cannot pronounce a word with R in it. It's funny. Hey man, we all. But he's still a great lyricist. We all have our limits. Yeah. And I think AZ dropped the verse of the year so far. Yeah. Sue me. It's a great verse. So I'm, I don't really, I, I brought that up because one, I, I love the project, you know what I'm saying? But uh, my Who's Man's is this is kind of Nas uh, centered. Okay. Um, it goes it goes to somebody named Danny Schwartz. Uh, I saw this early on the, on the internet. Danny Schwartz is a, a writer for the Rolling Stone. Um, what would you give Nas' album? Out of what? Out of five. Four and a half. Gotcha. He gave him two and a half. You have a non-hip-hop publication trying to write about hip-hop. I'm going to tell you why he gave him two and a half. I'm going to tell you why I have an issue with it. You can judge an album however you want to judge an album. It's, not my, it's, it's art. It's your opinion. Yeah. yeah. The title, the headline of this project says, his article, Nas's King Disease Gets Derailed by Petty Misogyny. Where? Wasn't Where? this the exact opposite? He he gives so much respect and reverence to the black woman all up and down this album. I'm like, did this nigga listen to this album? I just want to go through some of the tweets people uh, were saying. Uh, white men hate no Nas because he touches subjects <laughs> which other rappers are afraid to touch. Once you preach black awareness, then your project is deemed not good by these white supremacists. Another one says, I don't think he ever took time to listen to the album. He was already biased. Even Nas haters have rated this album. It's a terrible read. Felt like a last minute term paper off a Google search of, quote, what songs of is Nas famous for? <laughs> <laughs> Literally a song praising women on the album. Completely detached from hip hop and its community. Please stick to 6ix9ine or whatever rappers you usually cover. So that got me to thinking like, well, what rappers does he usually cover? Let me go to this person's Twitter account. So I can see some more shit. What does he tweet? And I go to his pin tweet because he's proud of this article from February of 2020. February 20th of 2020. My piece remembering Pac's, Pop Smoke, the great champion of Brooklyn Drill and possibly the most exciting rapper to come out of NYC in the last decade. All right. Now, uh, now that took as, I, as much as I like Pop Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to reel that back in, homie. That told me everything. Before I even read the fucking article, that told me everything I needed to fucking know about what this nigga was about. Um, Danny Schwartz for Rolling Stone magazine. Um, <clears throat> he, Ooh, 
whose man's is this? The biggest, most immovable turd of all is Nas's petty misogyny. While he spends much of King's disease doling out name checks of to men of all stripes, billionaires, record execs, dance hall pioneers, basketball players, Beatles, his boxing coach, his boys, he spends an equal amount of time wishing women would stay in their place. Nigga, what, what song? Al- what, 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 song? Al- what, what album did you listen to? He goes on to say he takes a cheap shot at Doja Cat, a woman he may or may not know. His indignation rises to a fever pitch on the definition when he arrives on the topic of Gail King, the TV journalist who brought up Kobe Bryant rape allegations on the day of his death. Replace me and all bad generic reflections of failed romances appear as calculated additions to the track list designed to show he's had a, quote, normal relationships in light of his allegations of domestic abuse with his ex-wife who aired him out in 2018. Uh, this is a horrible take. This is a horrible fucking read. All Bad is an incredible song. It's uh, an incredible song. Did you know, did you not understand the the reference or the, the information behind the Doja Cat reference? Did you not understand the cultural impact of the question, what the fuck is up with Gail King? That was it. That's all he said. No, you don't understand the culture reference because guess what? You're not from the fucking culture, Danny Schwartz. No, you don't know. You don't understand. Who, who, no. Me legitimately asking, whose man's is this? Danny Schwartz, eat a fucking dick. Fuck out of here. Two out of five. Two and a half. Nigga, what? Nigga said he spent the whole album telling women to stay in their place. Nigga, where? This has been probably one of the best Nas albums we gotten in the last decade. For some reason, he also said this is Nas' first album since 2012. That's false. He dropped Nasir, Lost Tapes 2. Uh there's there's a few others in between there. I don't who is this nigga? Did he he literally must have Googled like songs by like what is he started off, of course, he started this album off talking about Illmatic. He said this was a redo of Illmatic. Like, what the fuck about this sounds like Illmatic? Nothing. Nothing. Illmatic was a 19-year-old kid <laughs> rapping about his life up until this point. King's Disease is a very introspective and mature and adult Nas reflecting on mistakes in life, things that he could have done better, you know, trying to be a better man. Like, it's, the two are are not one in the same. They, they are... Po- Look Illmatic. This, look at this nigga picture. Come on, dog. You want this man talk, telling you about hip hop? No, no. This nigga on a fucking Hawaiian shirt. This nigga on a fucking dad shirt. Illmatic and King's Disease are on two complete in a different spectrums. Watch. A Seikyo. You don't get the fuck out. I sit in a rocking chair, nigga. My dad had this chair when I was a kid. Like, fuck out of here, dog. This is this is this is offensive. He's a, a writer for. How hire. old is he? How old is he? Man, look at this. You said that. Pop Smoke is the, anyway, it don't matter. He's not here. To, I don't know how old this man is. He's a child to me. He's a, I'm a mental giant. <laughs> and he's a mental midget. He's, a, he's an infant. A mental midget. <laughs> Fucking mental midgets. I don't know, man. I don't respect y'all music opinion anyway. So it is what it is. Whose man is this? When the last time you read an article on Rolling Stone? <laughs> and you weren't in a damn dentist. 
Danny Schwartz. <laughs> Fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> when the last time you picked up? When the last time you seen a Rolling Stone? Stone. I don't. I don't know. It was a barbershop. One hundred percent. How many years ago? You know how magazines just be around the barbershop for yes. a long ass time. They like table piece. They just out there. <laughs> yeah. They said it's a free one. I just threw it out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Magazines be getting sent to the studio all the time and shit. Um, oh, it ain't one in here. Okay. Well, you just uh, have to put it in. Oh, later. oh, duh. You talking about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking for a charger. And shit. No, no. Where that shit? I don't know. I ain't been here in a few weeks now. Oh, here you go. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, whose man is this? Fuck out of here, Danny Schwartz. Um, Richard Lawson. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> like brown sugar shit. Fucking hip hop down. Man. He looked like one of the hip hop Dalmatians. The oh, the whole is, is mine. mine. Monday. Uh, Brandy. Uh, Monica. The girl is mine. Oh, uh, versus. I mean, the boy is mine. Versus. Who you got? Y'all want to see a dead body? I got Monica. <laughs> you got Monica? I got Monica body and Brandy. Listen, um, I thought that Brandy would wash Monica. Um, because I'm like, I don't know 20 fucking Monica records. And then like I started hearing them and remembering them, like, oh shit. Monica got hits. No one's getting washed in this shit though. If anything, I'm going to find out or realize there is a lot more Monica records and a lot more Brandy records that I actually remember and like than anything. You know, about a year ago, I went to a concert. I saw Neo perform and Brandy was the opening act. Brandy come here at least once a year. And she killed it. Brandy she fucking killed is it. fucking amazing. How she lays her tracks, how her voice is, how she can double a track and it sound like you just large on a... Like, you know, when you... Some people can be, hmm, what was the cannabis lyric I was thinking? Like, with singularity on a track, I sound enormous. That was it. That was the bar. Um, but, like, when you hear a rap song on, te- on, on, the, on the radio, that's not one person's voice. No. They've doubled and tripled that. Tripled that, that voice. You know yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. But they say it so many times. On, like, you don't know that they say, It's not one voice that you hear. It's their voice, like, four and five times. Yeah. Now, some people... Um, will actually say it, or some people would cheat and do it like digitally and just double their voice. That's not what Brandy does. Brandy can hit that shit perfectly succinct. She's an she's an. I don't want to take anything away from Brandy. She's an incredible vocalist, but I think Monica has her beat when it comes to this versus battle. And I think if you were to if you were to put them both in front of an audience and ask them to sing live. I think Monica would, would body Brandy. Oh, you watch your fucking mind. I right think now. Monica would body. Oh, you watch your fucking mind. The only reason that I can see the general consensus being that Monica win is because Monica's songs are more closely related to hip hop than Brandy's song. Brandy got her earlier work was kind of like you know on a, yeah, but but she was a kid yeah, but like. Monica is on more hip hop beat. New New Monica. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Say it again. New Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like, it's more closely related to hip hop. So I think people will will tend to like that more if you are more of a hip hop. But I look at like some of Monica's early work, it was still like kind of light and a little. 
little pop-ish. Yeah, what I'm just saying, I think she has more records that people are going to relate and vibe to. More re- her The recent work with the recent production, it got more of a, a hip-hop feel. More of a... Oh, indeed. Yeah, indeed. and I think that's going to work for her in a battle. We'd be like, yo, which one of these records you like? Because both of them, Brandy going to key with some, some fire-ass ballad, and then they, they're going to play... Dun, 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 whatever I can't think of the name of the song and shit, but it sounded just like that in my brain before I said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I think I'm gonna be thoroughly entertained. And um, who plays Boys Mine? Whoever wants to win. <laughs> whoever, whoever get, whoever comes up first, that needs to be the first song you come out the gate. Take it right off the board. Now, a couple of people, I asked that question, and I got a lot of people who said they probably gonna play it last as they're both the last song. They're both of their last songs. I think that'll be right, right? So they they both kind of get out there and perform in a little bit. Yeah, they gonna be in they gonna be in Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah, I can see that. Or maybe they start off with that, but they are gonna have to do it at the same time. Yeah, I mean it's it's a joint record. Yeah, because like, unless somebody be like, "Well, I liked it, Brandy better," so I'm giving Brandy the. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. So, all right, man. That's all I got, man. Whose man is this? Is that that nigga? What's his name again? Say his name. Danny Schwartz. <laughs> Danny Schwartz. What troll that nigga on the, on the internet? Oh yeah, still fuck Vlad. Yeah, yeah. Danny probably got his lunch money took by. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> nigga, bumping Illmatic took. <laughs> oh man, it feels good to play this music again. Yeah, back back in the back home. Look, man, it's your man Dame going wild on Instagram. Dame Ruffin one on Twitter. Follow your man's. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast. It feels good to be home. Yo, man, hundred two hundred and twenty three weeks in a row, man. God is good. Got the man. God back. is so good, man. Got Dane back in the studio. God uh, is so good, man. I gotta uh, edit some more tag team champion pictures with our faces on there and shit. You know what I'm saying? We gotta bring the belts out. Man, we gotta buy. We gotta buy the official tag team belts. We do. You know what I'm saying? We need that shit. We do. Who got the consistency of these two niggas, dog? You know, uh, dr- you know dr- drop the music down just a little bit. You know, I, w- I want to say something because it's, 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 you know, the podcast community in Detroit is fairly small. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's some of y'all on the other side of the town doing what y'all do. And I don't even want to disrespect it. I don't want to throw no shots because I'm not, a, I'm not in that place no more. Yeah. But when you just, if you go bar for bar, if you just do, just, just like cut out the bullshit, just go with the facts. The consistency, the quality, the guests that we have, the subject matter. You know, it's and we it, it's hard no, to hold a candle to shop talk. And we ain't had no guests on here in a while on purpose. Just to prove that This not a guest driven yeah. show. Though um I did have a guest lined up, but I didn't want them to bring them in here without you. You know what I'm saying? But now that you back and you good, I'm gonna bring um a very special guest in here. Um, I didn't want to do that one by myself. I didn't think that was right. But now that you're back in here, I'm bring a very special guest in, possibly next week. Okay. Uh, we'll figure. We we'll see how that. Sh- I'll reach out to him. See how that. How that worked. But look, man, a lot of fucking shit that happened in the last four years, dog. 
And we didn't came back here every fucking Friday. Every week. To get y'all some content. Even when we took a week off, we still never took a week off. We still dropped something. Look, man. It was I, a 30 minute episode of us not dropping. From the hospital bed. You understand? On, from man. the hospital bed. You know, we, we, we still giving you content. We didn't we didn't we didn't lost parents. We didn't you didn't been in the hospital multiple times. Yeah. We didn't been through ups and downs and it's been a lot of shit, man. But we need to come back up here every fucking Friday for the last four years and put out some content. I'm trying to tell you, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. The it's brand is strong. The brand is stronger studio. than it's ever been. Than it's Books ever been. Time. I'm not trying to tell you that we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dang. Hell yeah. Peace.